Paddle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. Okay, welcome back. Thank you for joining us. We are battle ready and we are getting ready. I think we're going to just start in Ephesians. I think that's our new book for this <laughs> next series of um, lessons. Ephesians chapter 1 is where we'll start. We want to thank you again for joining us. And Laura, just take out and go. Have you ever talked to somebody and have them dissect your words to the point that you would just as soon not ask them the question to start with. <laughs> yes, I am. You, te- you teach people how to, you instruct people and train people for work. Mm-hmm. So have you ever had like a request, made a request known, and them get so caught up in the details of it that they miss the whole point? They miss the whole, yes, I have. As a parent, that happens to me all the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I will leave a note for my children and I'll say, I want you to do these five things before I get back. Can you get these things done? And when I come back, it'll, it, I'll, I'll say, why aren't these five things done? And they'll say, well, you didn't say when <laughs> yeah. you wanted that done. And I, I, I saw that you said this, but I thought I better not do that before I ask you about whether or not you wanted me to do this other thing before I started. Right? Mm-hmm. And they'll have a host of minute, they know exactly what I mean, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But there'll be a host of these, you weren't clear in what you were saying kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Like there are people that get totally lost in the weeds. And now the book of Ephesians, what I've read about and what I've studied this week, says that it is at one time considered the most beautiful and perfect book, mm-hmm. letter written in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And then there's another handful full of people that are like, this is where we get a lot of controversy mm-hmm. and a lot of trouble. And, and I kind of got the feeling like there were several times this week when God gave me the opportunity to feel that frustration with when you say something and you know they can understand what you're saying. But they, want but they pick apart it. every little thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I thought it, it was kind of God to let me experience that this week because I get the message. And the, the thing I wanted to start talking to you about before we even read it is that this is a letter Paul writes from jail. Mm-hmm. He's in jail in Rome. He's actually in chains mm-hmm. as he writes this letter. And some of the manuscripts I read this week from history actually have a blank at the top. That's what I said too. And although it is a letter to the Ephesian church, and we're going to talk about all that that means, there's a blank there as in right in your church's name because this is a circular letter. Mm -hmm. And you'd make a copy and keep it for your church and then pass on the letter to the next church. Right. Right. So it would be very stupid of Paul, who is not a stupid man, to make this so complex and complicated that nobody could understand it. Mm -hmm. His intent is that every Christian church in Asia Minor or wherever this reaches mm-hmm. would be able to clearly understand what he has to say. Mm-hmm. That's the end. That would, you would think that so would be So I one. feel like if we are coming at it saying, I can't possibly know what that means, we yeah. missed the entire point. We missed the point. Yeah, I agree with that. And some people have said into, um, to add to the part that it's a blank space for the church name, mm-hmm. he doesn't, like he does in lots of letters, say until this one hello and that one to do this and this mm-hmm. one to do that. No specifics. He doesn't do that. And he's there with them, mm-hmm. if I understood correctly, almost three years. He's there this with is... them starting this church. And then John, the revelator, at some point is pastor of this church. Mary, right, living with John, lives is in there, Ephesus. Ch- right. Outside of Ephesus, history right. tells us. So, I mean, this, this, I thought about that too. I thought, 
how can I make you understand, people that are watching, what I've learned about the city of Ephesus? Mm-hmm. It's like if, if I thought about, if I put it it's in context of the forget, United States. It's one of the seven wonders of the <clears throat> world, that, that temple, right? So it's, it's not like it's something nobody ever heard of. It's the second biggest city at the time this letter's written in the Roman Empire. So mm-hmm. what I thought was, let's, let's give people something they understand. Like Compare in the United States of America, the biggest city in the United States is Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But arguably the most important is number two, which is New York City, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. New York City is where we get a lot of our everything, yeah, <laughs> ideas mm-hmm. about the way things work. About, I mean, that's where money is concentrated and power is concentrated. There's a lot of influence in that place, mm-hmm. officially, governmentally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's we call it the Big Apple, mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. desirable. Place to be. If I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. anywhere. (laughs) I mean, that is literally (laughs) Ephesus. Mm -hmm. Ephesus is the second biggest city in this Asia Minor and in in the Roman Empire. And when I say Asia Minor, people say, well, you're talking about something in the Bible that I don't hear that word today. Mm -hmm. I'm literally talking about in the area of Turkey, right around the Mediterranean Sea. And Paul, what I said about him being... It's Greek and Roman. It is Greek originally because it was founded by Alexander the Great's general Mm -hmm. who stopped there and founded a city because Alexander the Great is a genius. Mm -hmm. Paul's a genius. Mm Paul realizes if I'm going to spread this gospel to the world, mm-hmm. I need to strategically take it to places where people are going all over the world. Mm-hmm. And, and Ephesus is one of these places. It's Ephesus like a hub is of like everything, right? the hub of everything of mm-hmm. trade for Romans and Greeks and Gentiles and mm-hmm. Jews and all these people. Because one of the seven, what you mentioned, the seven mm-hmm. wonders of the ancient world is there. Is the, mm-hmm. is is the is temple the, of the Artemis, Di- uh-huh. which is Diana. Artemis mm-hmm. in Greek, Diana Dian in Rome. Rome is same same person. And this literally is, I just want you to imagine, put yourself in this, this place. This isn't a hick town. This is the It's the Twin the Towers. Center. This it's is the, the Empire State Building, mm-hmm. This right? is the place, yes. Like, just to keep that analogy going, everybody knew where the temple to Diana was. Mm-hmm. It, it's something human beings. And don't forget, and hum, too, And Romans would be very proud of and Greeks. If you think about the this, back in Acts, when Paul goes there, Remember, there's no small stir. That's I, the only reason I remember that is because that's one of my favorite phrases in Scripture. It doesn't say there was a big thing. It says there was no small stir. <laughs> you know, there, it mm-hmm. phrases it backwards. But this is where mm-hmm. the guy gets mad because you don't want to sell. the. And this is where they sell all their books. Remember the, <clears> the <throat> magic and the sorcery books? Um, they sell little icons of Diana to take home. Everywhere else that Diana's worshipped, she's worshipped for being the goddess of wisdom and the goddess mm-hmm. of the hunt. Mm-hmm. And like being smart and like cunning nature kind of thing but literally in Ephesus she's worshiped as a fertility goddess mm-hmm. and and they're temple prostitutes and this is an area mm-hmm. of human trafficking I mean let's just put it honestly the mm-hmm. very That's young girls mm-hmm. that you are paying to abuse in the worship of Diana so mm-hmm. it's like this dichotomy you have this beautiful what, uh, high achievement of mankind but if you peel away the beauty What's going on in there is horrific. Well, and I do, and the pagan worship is I horrific. I do want to say this because this is in Acts chapter nineteen, and this is mm-hmm. when Paul is going to Ephesus, and we we see him get there. Um, and it's uh, this is the one where the the guy has the evil spirit, and uh, they try mm-hmm. to cast him out on their own, right? And the mm-hmm. spirit says, "Paul, I know Christ, I know. I don't know who you are, right?" But I just want to. Many of them, so many believed and confessed. And it says in verse 19, many of them also which used curious arts. 
So in that big city mm-hmm. is all this diverse well, yeah. stuff, Spirituality. right? Um, and it says, many of them which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men, and and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver, Yeah, which equals in like today's numbers, according to the commentary here, about a million dollars worth of occult mystic spiritualism spiritualism books that Mm -hmm. they just go wait a minute we don't even need this right so Mm -hmm. paul has an effect when he starts but i think it's like everything else maybe i'm maybe i'm off a little bit it's like everything else after a while we start to get lax and ease back and forget and don't know for sure and and i think this we just think christ i think paul's biggest job is to get people to understand that everybody can be here Gentiles, oh, Jews, yeah. uh, temple prostitutes that have changed their right. You know, everybody can come Athena in here with the temple prostitutes. And I think that's. I think you have to kind of keep that in mind too when you read what he says, because if you don't, I, I've seen people who take scripture and all they want to do is pick it apart and yell about it and fuss. And that, and and I understand that you want to know it and you want to do well by it, but. I agree with what you started off. If we pick, I mean, sometimes you have to just take. No, what it there's says. no end to the depths you can go in trying yes, to study out the Lord. Absolutely, and the not. word. But what I'm saying is, if you're there's an intent when my kids do that, <clears throat> they don't want to know what the really intent is to confuse the issue to the point that they don't actually have to do the chore. Correct. Right. That's not true seeking. That's yeah, true. Right, that that, and that is what people do spiritually as well. They'll be like, "Well, let's get hung up on this, and let's get hung up on that, and let's argue about this." When obedience is better than a sacrifice, right. it's better than right. your deepness and right. your your knowledge and to you just know, believe what God says and, and do it. We've said this a lot of times from <clears> here, and I don't know it. It doesn't. It's not a one hundred percent fit, but we get in our own way. We yes. cause our own grief. You we know, do. we we do that by doing things like that. I think it's worth comparing. That Paul comes to Ephesus, John and Mary come to Ephesus, mm-hmm. Cleopatra came to Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but did. all these people come to Ephesus because Ephesus is so important. But here comes Paul on foot. <clears throat> First he goes into the Jewish temples and he preaches. That's his that's his pattern everywhere he stops. Mm-hmm. He goes into the temple and he tries to reason with mm-hmm. them from the Old Testament because that's what Paul knows backwards and forwards mm-hmm. and he shows them Christ. They, they don't accept him there. So he goes mm-hmm. out to the people. He's a street preacher. Mm-hmm. There is no church at first. And you can find there is that no in building. chapter 19. You can read all of that in here. There's no building that mm-hmm. he's going into. There's no gathering place. He's in the middle of the street talking to people, right? Or preaching mm-hmm. wherever they'll hear him. The Gentiles and, and will hear him. And it says they disputed with him. It says that when divers were hardened of course they did not, but spake evil of that way. Of course Before they did. them all, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily, daily. in the school of Tyrannus. So he now he just goes over here. It's like go, it would be like going to Harvard University, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go over here and I'm going to present to these great Greek and Roman mm-hmm. minds mm-hmm. this way of Christ. I've been to the temple. I'm going to the college. I'm going in the street. But he didn't have a building. Mm-mm. And then in you are anywhere you're in that city. We could go to that city today, by the way, and see the ruins of this. People yeah. spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to see the ruins of this. I want to go mm-hmm. to see this ruins of the temple to Diana. But at that time, it is this great shining human mm-hmm. achievement, this marvelous structure. Mm-hmm. And this building is in rubble. Mm-hmm. And what Paul preached, we're studying tonight. Mm-hmm. Paul 
on the street conquered. Mm-hmm. Not Paul, but Christ through Paul. And that's what we're going to find out in the book of Ephesians. This this Greek and Roman ancient philosophy, this mm-hmm. daughter of Zeus, this, you know, she's mm-hmm. going to make everything right for mm-hmm. you, the wisdom and culture and the and whole he, culture of the time. He defeats that through the power of Christ. And, and the and reason he, you said that, there's another story out of Ephesus that I marked. I don't know if I'm going to have time to read it or not, but... John the Baptist had disciples that were in Ephesus when Paul gets there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they believe in repent, and the kingdom is here. That's mm-hmm. all they know. They don't know because that's the what Holy that's Spirit, what John right? the Baptist said. Mm-hmm. Repent, the kingdom of God is here. Mm-hmm. They knew Jesus is the Messiah. Paul goes up to him and he says, "Have you guys received the Holy Spirit?" They're like, "We didn't know there was such, such a thing as receiving the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that was a thing, mm-hmm. right?" And, and and Paul tells them about what Jesus did and how he left his spirit on the day. He, he mm-hmm. shares that, mm-hmm. and they received the Holy Spirit. And I thought, and they spake with tongues <clears throat> and prophesied. So and prophesied. Just, they just did the same which thing. Which means speak the word they of God. They did the same thing that the twelve did on the day sure. of Pentecost. They did the same thing that happened at Cornelius's house. Once Paul got there and said that, they had the same stuff. Which we just finished reading the book. We just finished having a study Revelation. on the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And the number one church spoken to is Ephesus. Ephesus. Mm-hmm. She's like the mother of the churches. She's like the first, like I mm-hmm. told you, she's New mm-hmm. York City. Mm-hmm. She's the place where it's all happening and going down. And he says to him, look, you're doing a lot of right things. You're doing all these great things. But he said, you forgot your first love. In other words, I feel like it's the same story. I feel like it's the same sentence. We didn't even know there was the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're doing good works. Why and we're teaching the teachings mm-hmm. of Christ. But Paul, Jesus says to them, listen, if you, don't, if you don't fall back in love with me and have a relationship with me and this Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you can't do what you're supposed to do and I'll remove your lampstand. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. I will yep. take it away. And by the way, Ephesus' lampstand was it's removed. Mm-hmm. Ephesus became, it, it's a port city. And there came this crazy amount of silt and buildup from flooding. And it ended. It's glory days ended. And that's long after we're having this discussion. But at the same time, it stopped being the place where the the church was powerful. So if this is an open-ended letter to any church, then every church needs to be aware of this same thing. And you don't, you can't do this under your own steam. No, you can't. You can't live a Christian life under your own steam. You can't be a minister. You can't build a church. You're like... I, I hear a lot of people say, I don't feel like I'm qualified to do what God's put me into or the position I'm in. You're right. You're not. Mm-hmm. And with, and if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, you can't. Mm-hmm. So Paul's first conversation with them mm-hmm. is, do you have the Holy Spirit? We do you have him living in you? And we always are like, oh, the Holy Spirit. Everybody thinks it's such a crazy it's thing. But that is what you receive when you walk in a relationship with Christ, when mm-hmm. you come to him. And the As only God. thing I want to add to that is it says here after he told them that, after they after they did that and they started having their discussions in the school of Tyrannus, he says it continued with them a space of two years. Mm-hmm. I said three, so it says two. I think, though, even at that, he's there three years because I read okay. that too. So he's there at this time for like two years, but he's also with them longer mm-hmm. before he begins And that. then when he writes this letter, he's not there. He's not, but guess who is? But he sends Timothy to be Timothy's there. the pastor of the church. Right. Timothy, it, right. when he when Paul's in jail, Timothy's pastoring the church. And he sent him here. His son in the faith, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Who Paul's raised up and trained and mm-hmm. taught all these things to. Timothy's the pastor here. Later on, you'll find out the bishop of Ephesus is John, mm-hmm. the revelator. And remember John how he, much younger mm-hmm. John is? Mm-hmm. And after, after Paul has his 
head removed in Rome and after Peter's crucified upside down and every disciple has been martyred for their faith, John is still get, getting the book of Revelation, writing the book of John, writing 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. he, he's buried in Ephesus. You can go to his, well, John. what they believe historically is his tomb in Ephesus. You can go mm -hmm. to John the Revelator's tomb there. Mm -hmm. So this is a really important city, but it, like you said, so are you. Right. <laughs> the city you're living in yes. is a really important city. And these things that he's writing, he's writing so that we can all know. And we can all do something. And we with can it. all understand. It's, because I but think, it's a bird's eye view. I think Paul lays out the case. And then I think somewhere between, <clears throat> I don't know which chapters it is, maybe three and four. Now, because you know this, therefore you do this. Mm -hmm. This is what we got to do now. And I think there's a big therefore in there. This is why I'm telling you this and laying all this out. Now, do this. Now, I also think this is just me because I'm a little difficult sometimes when I read Paul. There's a humongous sentence of Paul's. He has a train of thought. Um, that Eleven verses. Yes, that goes on forever. And it's, it's for me. From 3 to 14 is 3 11 to 14. And, it, and for me, that's kind of like... Oh man, how do you keep your train of thought it's a when you say thought? But I don't know if I don't know. And there now was it some, won't be in your Bible, but it is in the original. Yeah, uh, one was, sentence because they do break it up mm -hmm. in this one a little bit. But still, you have to keep the thought going to understand what he says. But that's the way Paul writes. Paul writes kind of like we said what one time before, kind of like a lawyer, like he's laying out all the defenses and all the stuff so that you understand what he's saying. Mm. Right? Do you agree with that, or do you? I, I do agree with that, but I but I don't think. I do not believe Paul wrote this to be confusing. Mm -mm. I don't believe he wrote it so that the he average person can't understand sentence. it. I don't think he wrote it. I think he fully intended for everyone that read this letter to get it. Mm -hmm. And I think we can get it. I think what will happen is if, if you get lo lost in the weeds. If you get stuck on a word. If you get stuck on a This is a, a bird's doctrine. eye view of Christianity. This is, here's the big picture, people. Mm -hmm. Right? You Because what we have at this church is, like we said, Jews and Gentiles, sinners, saints, pagans. Heathens all over You have a port city with people from all over mm -hmm. the world. You have a church that has the opportunity to take the gospel to the far reaches of the Roman Empire. And, isn't and Paul what says, what I write down here, be? what I write down here is so that you can understand and you can tell what it's all about. And you can see the whole thing not get buried in mm -hmm. something you just want to argue about because you don't want to do the job. Mm-hmm. And here's the number one thing that you argue about in the book of Ephesus because you don't want to do the job is is a word that's mentioned a couple of times in this first chapter is predestination. Mm -hmm. So it, the fact that God knows, predestination literally means determined before. Mm -hmm. And there are a whole host of things that before God ever began the act of creation in Genesis 1, He mm -hmm. already did and already knew and were already established. Mm -hmm. Well, and you can... We They're know already known. Because we say the lamb slain <clears throat> from the foundation of the world. The, I have a list. Do you want to go through yeah, them? let's go through them. Number one is the love between the Trinity, the love between mm -hmm. the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That is, that's in chapter one. That is already before there, there were people created or an earth created or a star there ever glimmered. There. there was love between the Father and the Son and the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. It's, it's eternal, all existent. Mm -hmm. There's no division. You say, well, why does that matter to me? me because that relationship that you know the Greeks we're talking about Greeks in this Greek city their most fascinated what they were most fascinated what they found a perfect shape was a triangle 
-hmm. right? They had all these theorems, I mean, Euclid and all these people in mathematics and science would study out the magic triangle, those three pointed things. The relationship between the Trinity is the ultimate goal of the church, that we have a relationship with each other and Mm -hmm. a relationship with God the Father, God the Son, Holy Spirit, that this triangle built, right, Mm -hmm. includes all of humanity that wants to come to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It, it's everybody. Nobody's it's open to the whole world. Mm-hmm. Right? This relationship of we're speaking the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're believing the same thing. We're trusting in the same thing. That's our model. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to go on and on and on. Number two, you said it. it's in First Peter chapter 1, verses 20, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Before God create, made the first created act, he knew that he'd have to die for it. Mm-hmm. He did. He knew it would have to be redeemed. He already had a plan. It was already, he did it knowing. God wasn't caught up in a situation he had to solve. To say, well, why he would he do that? If he knew that man was going to do why did it? Because he had it. He already I think that. when John says they were in heaven, they were looking for somebody and they were searching mm-hmm. underneath. I think he's given him a vision of this. Mm-hmm. Like, who can do this? Who can read this and tell us what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a reflection of that idea that before anything began, God already knew. He knew the plan. Number three says the names that are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, this is where people get lost in the weeds. So they'll say, I don't have to witness to everyone. I don't have to spread the gospel everywhere because those that are supposed to be saved will be saved saved. regardless of what I do. I don't have to go out and do that. They've already been picked. So, you know, they've been predestined. They've already been chosen. I don't have to be an evangelical Christian. I can just... But not do that. But that is not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that, yes, God knows every one of his children before he says, let there be light. He doesn't say we know them. <laughs> but he also says that just because God knows what will happen does not mean he didn't tell you that all job. are invited to and the throne. Whosoever, whosoever will. will may come. He mm-hmm. died for everyone. He saves all who will come unto him. I mean, this is hard that's for people to pick of, apart. That's a little bit of... Um, but he knew who would be there. That's kind of an arrogant thing to think that you know who can go and who... I mean, you get to think you decide who can go and who can't go, right? I mean, that where's the love in that? Where is the... where? Why? That's let me argue about something that I'm going to take out of context so I don't have to do what I've been told I have to do. Yeah, and I what I have to. to do is go into all the world and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. What I have to do is go in the highways and byways and compel them to come in. in. What I have to do is love my neighbor as myself, which mm-hmm. means tell him the truth mm-hmm. and invite him to come. And yes, some people are going to tell you no. But that does, God doesn't say, well, since, since I already know, don't say anything. Just let the church die out. Let the, don't be the salt and the light. Don't need you to do that. He, Jesus said, "Be the salt and the light. Be a city set on a hill that everybody can see." And right can for, for Jesus want. Christ. Yes, so whosoever. don't get lost in the weeds. Get the big view. But before mm-hmm. the world was made, he knew that he knew your name was going to be in the book. Number four, it says, mm-hmm. "Chosen ones saved by grace." How is that different than the first one? Saved by grace. That the way we got saved was not going to be through works or our own accomplishments or our own perfection, but that God was going to give us. Grace. Grace existed before the law was written. Mm-hmm. Grace existed before man was formed. There was grace demonstrated before the law God was given. God can't, he, there's no way he cannot have grace. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's okay. who he is, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, it's older than the law. We think of the law as old and grace as new, but grace was there before the world began, if you want to read about that, 2 Timothy 1 9. And it says that the et- eternal life, the fact that we would live forever, 
was predestinated. Mm -hmm. God knew mm -hmm. that his plan was to know us and to know us for all eternity, his children. Titus 1-2. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to go through it quickly, but the hidden wisdom of God. The Bible says it is, it is the pleasure of a king to, right, the pleasure of God to hide that wisdom, and the pleasure of kings to search it out. Right, mm -hmm. God, God has put wisdom in His creation just for our joy, just, so just for our it. fascination, just to instruct us in His ways. It's it's like preschool for heaven, right? <laughs> yeah. We we think we're so much, but really He's just hidden it for us to know, mm -hmm. so that He can he share more with us later. Mm -hmm. He allows us he to find He is it. wisdom. He is understanding. That's in 1 Corinthians 2, 7. And then also every work of God, all the things that God has done you know, on earth and for earth and, and will do, He knew before He started. Mm -hmm. So before, like, we haven't even started the first verse, and I feel like a failure that I haven't, and no, we're this far in. But I just there's things that w have been Lay predestinated, down, but that does not mean that you don't have a free will choice or that you don't have a responsibility to obedience. So what that it you does don't have mean is God has a free will too, right? God has a free will, but <laughs> we forget you don't that. know how great He is, right? And I don't know how great He is, That's and true. we can't comprehend the depths of His mind. And just because and we can't understand it doesn't mean we lower it down to where mm -hmm. we can and then we figure out but what I we think it But I tell you what it, it doesn't mean. It is never an excuse not to obey Him. That's true. It's never an excuse not to obey Him and love other people and, and present the gospel to them. Mm -hmm. That's what it's not. That's what it is not. Right, so when you when that's your reasoning, or when you hear When you go down that, that road mm -hmm. with this kind of concept, you know that they are in error because that it's never the will of God that you not bring him glory, which we're just going to read in a minute. Well, right. But that it's you never take away will, from It's him. not the will of God that any should perish. Not. So if yeah. he already, I mean, just because he knows who's going to choose what doesn't mean there isn't an They don't have the ability to choose. Right, that they still can choose. Right. So that's a good point. And, and knowing that all of these things are before, I mean, there is, it is hard for our brain to wrap our minds around what God can do and who God is. We can't really do that. I saw well. a couple on Facebook today, like, you know how they're always trying to get you to buy something on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. And it popped up and it, it said on the lid of the coffee cup, God's not nervous, so I'm not. Yeah. And I thought that's that's the book of Ephesians. He knew it all. Mm -hmm. It all came from him. It all goes back to him. He's the fullness of it all. He knows who his children are. He knows what you're going through. He has it all under control. So why are you nervous? And I say that having just confessed this morning that I'm nervous. <laughs> I have a 17-year-old son. He'll graduate in the spring. I feel like scared to death all the time that I haven't equipped him for what he needs mm -hmm. to go out in the world and do these adult things. He's my baby. Mm -hmm. Boys are different than girls. Ask anybody. Mamas and boys are different than mamas and girls. Even though mamas and girls worry too. I worried about my girls, but it's totally different with my son. I just want to make sure nothing ever hurts him, nothing ever. He's ready for everything. I'm so nervous, but I realize that that is foolishness. Mm -hmm. Because before the earth was formed, mm -hmm. he knew his plan for Adam. Mm -hmm. Not that Adam. My Adam. Mm -hmm. He knew his plan for him and what he would do and how long he would live. He's numbered his days. Mm -hmm. Teach me, Lord, to number my days, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. David said. But, like, what am I nervous about? It's a big, scary thing. You, you know what I mean? So you it have is, to remember that can't. he's a big, awesome God. He's right? a big and awesome God. And God has got it under control. Mm -hmm. I'm, God's not nervous. Why am I nervous? Right? Mm -hmm. And that's what the word predestined does for me.
It doesn't make me say, well, I don't think that guy would ever get it anyway. I won't share the gospel with him because I can see he ain't going to get it. And that's the the arrogant thought we've had, Mm -hmm. right, in the past. And and people have written about, I know I'm making it, I'm dumbing it down, the position of other people. But they said, we don't have to share the gospel with them. They're not going to get it. They don't understand. It's been used in racist ways. Mm -hmm. It's been used in very condescending, classist ways. Mm -hmm. But but the truth is, that's not what it means at all to me. What it means to me is stop worrying. Mm -hmm. Because he's got it. God is in control, and He's not surprised by anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So breathe. And wouldn't it be how, do what you how know much, to do? How much better would your life be if, when those thoughts came, help thou mine unbelief, help me, just take care of it, and help me to know that. And I, I, my prayer has changed on these things because I used to always pray, God, do this, God, do that, God, do this, God, do that, God, do this, and and like I'm instructing Him. And I went through it in my mind. I thought, God has already said He'd do every bit of those things. Mm-hmm. My prayer now is mostly, almost completely changed to, I trust you with this. I trust you with that. I believe you'll take care of this. I'm not going to worry anymore about that because, God, I know you're in control. God, I believe that every time I, I, I'm, I'm afraid that that's not truth, that's a lie, mm-hmm. and that you're with me and in control. My prayers have changed. Mm-hmm. I've stopped saying, please do, and I've stopped, I started saying, thank you for doing Mm-hmm. what it is you for do being. and help me recognize it and give you glory for it mm-hmm. that's a good way do you know to, what i mean yes i do and i think that's I we think talked that's a lot maturity. about it i think i'm talking too comes. much but we've talked oh. a lot about like i struggle with prayer that's what's helped me mm-hmm. because you're not you're i'm not, not telling him what to do because I, every time i do, would do that i would feel like i don't know what he should do <laughs> right that's true and yeah, my, that's when my so prayer true. changed too i just i just help me see you in that Mm-hmm. And give the glory for let what it, you're doing. Let it be bring Make me glory. a part of that if you want to. Mm-hmm. Because I know you're doing it already. I don't have Choose to beg me. you to act. You're yeah. already acting. Mm-hmm. Right? He knows what he's going to do. He knows what to do anyway. Right? So I just keep knocking. But now I'm asking for understanding. Open my eyes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Ready okay. for verse one? Yeah, sorry. That's all, don't be sorry. I think that's all necessary. And I think that was a very good introduction into Ephesus. Uh, Ephesians, sorry. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And there's the place where it looks... (laughs) That was my first note. My first note. Go ahead. Who made him an apostle? Paul is still feeling like he needs to say to people who are... This is is like the first one, right? Mm -hmm. The first church. Mm -hmm. Now he's writing late, but this is the first church. He's still Mm -hmm. saying to them, listen to me. I know what I did before, but by the will of God, I'm an apostle. Mm-hmm. An apostle means he saw Christ face to face. He had mm-hmm. an encounter with Christ in the flesh. And we know that to be And true. he did that on the road to Damascus. The first thing he says is, guess who this letter is from? Paul, the one the God willed to be an apostle. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You guys would have never chosen me. You'd would have you? never no. let me mm-hmm. in the club because of what I did before, and rightly so. But God willed me to be an apostle, mm-hmm. and here I am. And I'm writing right? to saints at Ephesus mm-hmm. and faithful in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of where the open-ended letter is at, right? Mm-hmm. He says, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Weird, right? 
That's a strange verse. Because what he's he's saying is he wants ble- blessings for God. Mm-hmm. We think constantly about God blessing us. Mm-hmm. But Paul wants us to bless God mm-hmm. by our actions. And how do we do, do that? I mean, uh, he's, he's blessed us, us with, with all these things, blessings. But, but blessed be God mm-hmm. by our acknowledgement of those blessings and mm-hmm. the source of those blessings and the, the fact that none of us would be here without him sending his son to die on the cross. So I bless him by with, acknowledging him. With all, all spiritual blessings now that's what he gave me right in heavenly places in christ Mm -hmm. we're laying up treasure there right i think spiritually speaking he said we're already there Mm -hmm. christ is sitting on the right hand of the father but if i'm in christ so am i Mm -hmm. right spiritually speaking i'm the body of christ i am with christ right now in heavenly places i don't think ephesians is the one with one in is it ephesians one has i haven't got that far yet but again but it says in all through all by Uh, all in y'all in (laughs) y'all the 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 thing he's getting across here is like we're sitting here in ephesus oh he's not i'm sitting here in roman chains you're sitting there in Ephesus at the foot of the Temple of Diana with paganism all around you and people threatening you all around you. But at the same time that we're standing right here physically, spiritually speaking, we're sitting beside God the Father. Mm-hmm. And, and we ought to be blessing and he Him. Is spirit, he is making intercession for and us. And we bless mm-hmm. Him by acknowledging that we are. Mm-hmm. Right? That yes. this, like, it's this whole new thing. Like, we go back to John the Baptist. Go preach that the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is here it's now it's going to be here physically someday we talked Mm -hmm. about that in revelation Mm -hmm. but the kingdom of god is here right now right because i'm i am in christ jesus right now Mm -hmm. in heavenly places my i have a secondary citizenship of the united states of america but my primary citizenship is heaven Mm -hmm. if you've been born again but that's that's another point then he's not he's not saying this to everybody because it doesn't apply to everybody it applies to it the applies to whosoever will and the faithful and <laughs> right, Christ, right? It, it, whosoever will come and we don't like that i mean we like mm-hmm. to make sure everybody can everybody has the option right anybody can come it's open to anyone who will come but the blessings and the spiritual blessings are for those who are in christ in. jesus mm-hmm. yeah Verse 4, according as he hath chosen us in him, and here we start, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. I just have to, I'm just going to skip over to two for just a second, because I I want to make sure you understand that Paul's not stupid. Paul is not I don't stupid. Think Paul's Paul, stupid. No, I mean we we really wait wait wait. He he, he said we were going to be holy, mm-hmm. and then you look and I'm like I don't feel very holy. I want you to look at two. It says and you verse one in chapter two. We'll come to this next week too. You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's Satan, and the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom we also had our conversation in times past, Mm -hmm. in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. That's who he said before the foundation of the world is holy. Mm Mm-hmm. I think you got to get the both the things, right? Right. Because he's saying, before the world began, I said you're holy. And I, what did he say? How does he exactly? Blame. Without blame. Before him and But wait, love. who is those people? The ones that who were dead in trespasses and sins mm-hmm. and walked according to the Satan's world mm-hmm. view. And yep. power. I mean, we're the same group. Mm-hmm. Because God doesn't group. see things like they are. He sees them like they, they are. are. I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. that. He sees them like he, they should. Like he he has made a change. Mm-hmm. 
in us and he took the, that imperfect and he's made it perfect in Christ. So, I feel like so it wouldn't be a plan if he didn't know what was going to happen at the end of it, right? There's a Berenstain Bears book in our house <laughs> that Ben and I read all the time and there's this one picture where brother bear's standing there and he just looks like a cute little bear with his fur. He's standing there in the doctor's office in his underwear. And then on the next page he goes behind this little screen because he's getting an x-ray and you can see all his guts and his bones and all that stuff. I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is this picture it compares to this. It's like you see the guts and the bones and the tongue and the teeth and the because that's what you really are but God looks and sees you clothed in Christ when you're in Christ you're the complete whole total package that he made you to be by the blood of Christ and by the cross and he knew you know that what I mean? by predestining that plan that's what you're Christ, going to be that that's what you're going to be and and, and spiritually speaking that? that's what I am mm mm-hmm. Yes, I think. Right, right. Physically I, speaking, I've got all the guts, mm-hmm. right? But, but spiritually speaking, in Christ Jesus, I'm covered by the blood of Christ, mm-hmm. and I am holy and without blemish and without blame. And that's a big statement to people who are Jewish mm-hmm. or Gentile or heathen or what to say, He chose you. Mm-hmm. He did this for you. He knew before this all started this is what the plan was this is what you needed he chose us Mm -hmm. right he loved us why would he choose us Mm -hmm. he has to love us right to Mm -hmm. put that all in place before we ever get here before we've done anything so the problem is we look at everybody with an x-ray machine yeah so well because we we break out of the triangle we're supposed to be But wait we we do that because Mm -hmm. i can look at you and see your faults and then because i know my own right and always the reason Mm -hmm. i can see your fault is because i know how i am right and we never Mm -hmm. would admit that but that's the truth and yet christ isn't looking at that person that way Mm -mm. and without the holy spirit we have no hope of looking at that person the way christ does that's a gift that's a that's a spiritual gift Mm yes um having verse 5 having predestined us unto the adoption of children by jesus christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved i i just that word adopted i just want to i don't know how far we're going to (laughs) get but that word adopted is really important because under jewish law under their governmental system Mm -hmm. if you adopted a child and you treated them like less in your household that was against the law you'd be punished for that if you were adopted my understanding of jewish law too and roman law if you were adopted and you owed money or you you know whatever as soon as you became part of that other family this is all forgiven this mm-hmm. is all gone. This isn't part of you You're anymore. Brand new. You're a brand new It's as if you were born family. again, and that's actually the word in their law. It's like mm-hmm. you had a new birth into this family. You were born, mm-hmm. but at a different time. Guess what? You must be born again. And in mm-hmm. the family of God, become that brand new child of God by the, by G, the power of Jesus, G, mm-hmm. by His goodwill, by His good pleasure. He made you a son of God. And we say that all the time. Do we even know what that phrase means? That you are literally a son or daughter of God. Mm-hmm. Right? That He's allowed you to become that. Think about and the privilege no, with that. With no, you don't have to go back behind that. Right? Once, that's, once that is what you are, this is gone. Mm-hmm. This is where I've been you born are. again. Right. And I don't want to, I, the mm-hmm. one phrase that I really like in verse six is made us accepted. 
mm-hmm. highly favored. Yeah, I read the that only highly other favored. place the, the, the uh, when I was studying this out today, the only other place that word is used is when the angel Gabriel speaks to Mary Very and dark. she says, "You are highly favored of God." For the same reason. For the same thing. She's going to be filled with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So why? That's why she's highly favored. She is highly favored. You're and the same a, reason you, you're highly favored. And when favored. you look, when you kind of go through that kind of quickly, verse six says, "To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us." If you say highly favored instead of accepted in the beloved. So not only are you the child of God. You're his darling. You're his darling, right? And you're his, how you're, are you his darling? You're not on your own. You're not your. You're not highly favored or, or accepted because you're great by Jesus Christ. It's in the beloved, by in the, the good pleasure that, of in, his will, and the and the beloved in mm. the beloved is in, in the Son, Christ. right? Who is his beloved? God sent his right only begotten Son, mm-hmm. right? The in beloved. Mm-hmm. I think. The, I think the one thing the master that Paul is kind of the master of is saying a lot with a little bit of words. Oh, yeah. You know, now I know he says a lot of words sometimes, and I, I fuss about that a little bit, but what he does say, if you stop and break down what he does say, he's never telling you anything contrary to what every other piece of the Bible says, right? To the praise, it's not because you're great, it's because this gives glory to God. That grace that existed and that before God the foundation of the favor. world. He not only adopts you, you are highly favored. You are accepted because of Christ. In Jesus. Because of Christ. In, in the Jesus. beloved. In Jesus. And if you just said Jesus. Stand there, there on your own and it's a completely different story. Right. Stand there in Christ and you are the darling of God. And and how often do we remember that that's what we're supposed to be? No, we think God's waiting for us to do something that he can catch us up in mm-hmm. and throw us away. And how God is just, just his pleasure. We read it's his pleasure to catch us up and throw us away. And he can't wait till you mess or up. Or it's really good for and me to so point vengeful. out all of your faults because you need to know that he's going to catch but you up. But the truth is, <laughs> it is his, his good pleasure. I mean, listen to the verses, 5 and 6. Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself mm-hmm. God the to Father himself. gets us through his son mm-hmm. as adopted children right and not adopted as in I don't have the same rights and privileges it's I'm not a, a second class child I'm a joint heir right, right. I'm, there's no grandchildren here or stepchildren Mm-mm. are here you're beloved. you're beloved and to According to the good pleasure of his will. His intent is that this is a good thing. In verse 7 is what you were talking about. Your mm-hmm. debt is gone. Mm-hmm. In verse 7 it says, In, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Not All because things have so passed great. away. Behold, everything has become right? new. I don't I've been be redeemed. Great. I've been bought back. There's and no Mrs. debt. Me, there's no oh, If Mrs. There's no, was listening to this and just think about I'm, I'm redeemed. redeemed. Just that, how much mm-hmm. that song should mean to us. According to just, just according to the riches. So if God runs out of riches and grace, if, yeah. if God runs out, then then you'll have to stand. Are you kidding me? God never right. runs out. It's right. according to His riches. He can pay whatever so you owe. Here's the question: Who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, I think Jamie Fortner said that the other night in his service. I am a born again, blood bought child of the King in Christ. Right. And, and if we would tell ourselves that we are a child of God, right? And we are, we give him glory because he let... I he, bless God by getting it. 
Yeah. The just blessing Paul said, blessed be God that you understand this. Mm -hmm. Because that's how we that's how we pay him back for all that he's given us is to acknowledge it came from him. Right. And like get it right. and live it. Yes. And, and then not, that blesses God. And not and and not Oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not. No, it says he not gets, full of doubt, not full of fear, not full of panic, like no. I tend to be. Not full of all that and disgruntled not, or wondering if God's far, far I away. Am a blood I bless him by believing him Born about again. this. Do you want to bless Beloved, God today? Believe it. Adopted, mm -hmm. child Born of again. God, and he, he, he is not going to. Just cast me as over here and say, you know, I don't know who you are. I don't want nothing to do with you. That's not what any of this is saying. Mm -mm. So that church who might have lost their first love is kind of like. You what, forgot what he you said. Who You're you not are. blessing God. You forgot who you are. And I think you if there's a weakness in our church in the year 2022, we forgot. You who know why? Because we, we let the world tell us who we are. And I'm we let the that, world right? tell us that we're old-fashioned, ignorant, that um, we are not up to date, that we are believing something that's passing away. Whatever, we bigotry. let the whole world tell you who you are, and you. Right, I. I agree that is that. to me that that is grieves the heart who, of God I, when you act I? like when His children act like mm -hmm. they don't know who He and is, and they kind of apologize mm -hmm. for being. You know, well, I, I kind of. You know, I don't want to say too. There's much all these things I'm, I'm not allowed to do because, because, I'm, I'm, because a I'm a Christian, and I don't really yeah. want to. Really. <laughs> This to me sounds like Paul saying, come on, come on, mm -hmm. don't forget who you are. And if we could say anything to Addison Church, to the people in churches wherever, don't forget who we are. But see, you're standing there in a field. And this isn't outside of town this having is what... Paul preach to you, okay? Not now because he's in jail. But you're, you're the Christians who have come. That's why I started with that comparison. And you're looking at the grandeur of one of the seven wonders of the world. Mm -hmm. And you rightly say with your human eyes... Yeah. Right? I'm so far less than that. Look at that grandeur. Look at that eloquence. And look at all that his history. And the people that are going there are the wise of their day. They're the intellectuals of their day. And they're doing these things in here, unspeakable things inside that temple. And here we are in a field listening to a guy who's having eye trouble. Right? Mm -hmm. Who, who's a little guy. The Bible says his physical appearance is, is nothing to be intimidating or in any way. But when he spoke, that's when Paul got him. Mm -hmm. Because that's where the thing was. And you'd have to believe what's true despite your eyes. You know what? Well, you'd have to believe you just exactly what you have to do right now in 2022. is We're looking at a whole world of the elitists who tell us they've got it all figured out, telling you that you don't. You know what? It's and time to do. It's just like that temple. It's time to put your big girl pants. Well, and pants, it's and just big like boy that temple. On and say, "Hey, I belong to God." Right. This is not. Don't I you can't, it, before you even it. say it to anybody else. Say it believe to it yourself. Yes. Convince yourself. And right? and it and you don't just believe it. Something that I say to myself a lot, and and maybe this is stupid, and I'm you know. I don't care. It's still what I do. Is I when I'm when I'm praying to God. When I'm praying in prayer, I say frequently, "Protect me from myself. Mm -hmm. Don't let me fall into that trap of I'm not that much. I'm not nothing. I'm just, you know, this little piece of rubble over here. That, you know, I am yeah. predestined as an adopted child. Right? I God has big things for us in Christ. In Christ, not on my own. Not because I'm great. It's not arrogance because I'm not great. They it's probably didn't great. do this. In the ancient days when you went to school. <laughs> yeah. But about 
All right. Anybody that's my age, you can go boo hiss yeah. right there. But about the fifth grade when I was in school, <laughs> the, the modern psychologists really came in on education. And we had a lot of, we actually had a class in school called Meology. One of the things we had to do was like you would have a partner and you'd be like, okay, you've got to say five positive things about the person. You'd be like, I like your hair, I like your clothes, I like your shoes, I like it. You know, you have a nice smile. You're not, you know, we'd have to think about all the nice things. So you're sitting there and you're like, this is supposed to buoy your confidence and, and make you feel like you, the big buzzword, and you still hear it, but the big buzzword, you have to have self-esteem. They would say you need a lot of self-esteem, self-confidence, you know. And so we're going to do these exercises where somebody – says all these wonderful things about you and won't you say 20 nice things to yourself in the mirror the problem with that was it was bull hockey <laughs> right so when when you have like to do it, what are you going to say you're, you're like i like your shoes i like your shirt like, <laughs> whether or not you did and not even fifth graders are fooled by that no I just want and to tell I, you something. I, I have a point here. <laughs> because, like, the world will tell you, <coughs> like your believe shoes, like your hair. in yourself. Do what makes you happy. <coughs> Do the Follow thing. your heart. And, 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 and don't forget this now. I, about Probably about that same time, there was this <coughs> thing that came out for married women that said, what do I want? I want this. I want make a list. I, I want I make a want, list. Make a list of the things you want, and it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or not <coughs> a relationship, married for twenty five years, married two weeks. This is what you deserve. This is what you look for. Me, I want. If anything, I remember that part. That exercise. Grade. Well, probably so. But if anything, what that exercise did was because I knew they had to say it. I didn't believe any of it mm-hmm. because. I said things that I didn't mean. The person's life I'm speaking into didn't believe anything I had to say. Oddly enough, those exercises, excuse me, keep but, coughing. But on the other hand, lowered my esteem. But if you do the triangle and you do that in Christ and you do that in love for the That's brother, what I'm trying to say. There's a real thing. Yes. That will drastically improve. Mm-hmm the esteem and the dignity with which you carry yourself Mm -hmm. and that's not by being lied to no that's that's by having the truth spoken to you Mm -hmm. in christ and sometimes because can be you know what the truth is the truth is the beginning of chapter two Mm -hmm. and chapter one Mm -hmm. the truth is yeah you got a lot of problems Mm -hmm. this is who you are Mm -hmm. And this is who Christ made you to be. And this, this is, is who you are go. in Christ. And, and this is who you are without Christ. Mm-hmm. And all the talents, the abilities, the everything about you that has value, God put it there, placed it there. Your Bob says if you if you put Him first, He'll give you the desires of your heart. People, the desires that you have, God placed there. Mm-hmm. Right, he's yes. he has a purpose Several for them, talents but like and abilities, but one God, one body. Right, we're all we don't where, have to be the same. It's and I don't even like the word self esteem. I don't, mm-hmm. but that's where confidence comes from, mm-hmm. because it's not fake, mm-hmm. and and it won't like if tomorrow if I meet someone who wasn't in meology, mm-hmm. and they tell me my my clothes are stupid and my shoes are stupid and my hair is stupid, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Right? Because right. my confidence comes from being in Christ Jesus. Right. And so it's unshakable confidence. And, and what's really interesting about that, <clears throat> if you know Scripture at all, if, even if, you, if you're just even a baby in learning how 
what the Bible says about different things, it tells you not to look at somebody based on how they're dressed or how they mm-hmm. have their hair or, you know, their jewelry. Man looks on the outside, and but God looks on the heart. And it tells you that your heart. heart is deceitful and wicked above all things, mm-hmm. and you can't trust your heart, right? And I've I've found that out. I'll do something, the next thing I'll be thinking, I think, wow, but how did I go God from there to here that fast? He'll fulfill the desires of your Yes, and, and that's that the point. In Christ Jesus, that's, the th- that's where the truth is. Mm-hmm. That's but isn't true. that interesting? It is. And like we, we, we try to puff so ourselves it funny up that the system, and it's hollow. The people that are not in Christ. They meant well. They're trying to find something. They that, meant well. Because they don't want Christ, right? Yeah. They want to be able to say, we can do this, but so we don't now, have to have no Christ No matter what that. crazy thing you come up with, mm-hmm. if you say, I am a leopard, <laughs> right? I will the world will affirm you in that because say, it's sure. meology. If you want to you be a are leopard, a beautiful leopard. Well, thank you. And you act like a leopard and I can see that leopard in you and we'll all be in this delusional state of I like your shirt, I like your shoes, I like your hat, you're a leopard. We'll all be there, right? And we will we will say, "Yes, you are a great leopard." I'm that sorry, is fantastic. But the truth is they're lying, we're lying, we're all lying and everybody knows it. The leopard knows it, the trainer knows it. The zookeepers know it. We all know we're lying. The emperor would know that. <laughs> right? But the truth is you can be who God made you to be and in then. Christ Jesus. You And that's truth, unshakable truth. Right? Yes. If we get that, the world can shift all around us and we still and know that. it doesn't that. matter because we're standing on a we rock. We still know right? that. We're, not, we're built on solid ground, not, as, not shifting sand. Right. And the Bible tells you that. And uh, but the the one thing that I want to say before we run out of time, I'm not going to affirm your leopardness. <laughs> no, even I'm though not. she has been technically dressing like a leopard lately, she's bought a bunch of new clothes that have leopards. It's on right now. She's she's trying to be a leopard, but I'm saying she's not a leopard. I'm not affirming that in you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just find that old women's clothes always have leopards. That's spots. okay. It's or okay. cow, or cow right. spots. I have but cow you're not spots. a leopard. I'm, I'm not, not going to go there. Might be a cow. Anyway, <laughs> the, the point being, too, we just finished the study in the book of Revelation. This is not going to get, this world is not going to get better, right? It's no, it's get, going to get more and more deceitful. It's going to get more and more deceitful. It's going to get more and more wicked. We're going to get more and more arrogant as human beings, thinking we can solve all of but these the kind of things. But the presence and the pattern of that is here now. Right. And We're doing it now. And so now <clears throat> is the time to stop and, and, and know the uh, truth. Like, like Paul is saying to the Ephesians, you, do you know who you are? Cause in I Jesus. I have to keep saying that because not all of you. Do you <laughs> right. know if you're in Christ Jesus, do you know who you are? If you're not in Christ Jesus, you're still in the description of chapter 2 with no defense, no shield. I am not alone. Nothing covering you. <laughs> you you're, and so was I. And there's another, Paul names this horrific list of sins and he says, and some of you were that uh-huh. before were, Christ Jesus, right. and he and he's he's talking to me. And just I was it, that before right. Christ Jesus. But th- this is this so is all let's, new. Let's go to verse eight, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, which is wisdom and understanding. He says, and, "With all your wisdom, and all your get understanding, get understanding for understanding. heaven's sake." So, and he wisdom is knowing how to apply mm-hmm. knowledge. But mm-hmm. understanding is knowing the why behind it. Mm-hmm. And the, what Paul's talking about here, the big 
picture. Mm -hmm. Don't get lost in the weeds. Step up. Mm -hmm. Try to see this from God's point of view. He knows the end from the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. It all and comes from Him. And don't dumb it down. And He and he, nothing gets out of His control. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So what do you say? There's this not only wisdom, there's understanding. And verse 9 says, Having made known unto us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He hath purposed in Himself. Now remember, we're in we're three through fourteen. This is that one big long yeah, sentence. Yeah, we're still in one sentence Paul wrote. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ. So there's in Christ. It all came from him, but both, now it's being gathered back into him. Both if you which get that are picture. in heaven and which are on earth, even in, in him. him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So he keeps so going on. So you say to yourself, God's going to do. God's doing this. God does that. He has it all wrapped the way he wants it. So if you say, I'm not going to do the will of God. I'm going to live how I want to live. I'm going to be my own God. I'm going to do anything I want to do. What's ironically kind of funny, but really sad for you is that he's already using that. He mm -hmm. already knew that. Mm -hmm. He's using that for the good of his people on earth, despite mm -hmm. the fact that you are causing pain to people all the way around you. Mm -hmm. You actually are not affect. You're not affecting the purposes of God in any way. Mm -hmm. Because he knew it, you're and, still and under his control. We, and we were you can Isaiah, only go as far as he allows. And when we were in Isaiah, and we he knew talked you were about coming. that a lot, right? right? We talked about this. The you just think that you're sovereign, mm -hmm. you're but not. you're not sovereign. He's sovereign, he, and he uses that all through Scripture. Not only will you not thwart the purposes of God, he will use you despite yourself to bless his people. Mm -hmm. You'll think you're destroying them, and he will use, and it, he will use it to make them stronger Isn't and better and more blessed. You thought you were doing it for evil, but God, God was meant using it for, for good. good. That's what happened with Pharaoh. That's what happened with Babylon. That's what happened with Assyria. That's what happened with Greece. That's what happened with Rome. That's, That's what what's happening today. You. That's what happens with because anyone. you. Somebody says, "I'm, you know, I'm going to do my own way, and I don't care who it hurts." Guess what? It ain't going to hurt him. It's going to make him better. If they're mm -hmm. the child of God, God's going to use it for his purpose. Mm -hmm. You haven't shocked anyone. You haven't defeated anyone. You haven't gained control of your life. And boy, doesn't that you are still really the offend the people who are truly I'm sure that is offensive, but you need to know that. The, the ones that are truly and purposely doing things, hoping to just ruin somebody And God somebody uses else. it for good. Mm -hmm. And God uses it good. So we've got God the Father who has adopted us through God the Son. And then in verse 13, we start into the Holy Spirit, in whom ye also trusted, that after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. <laughs> I have two very specific gifts. Mm -hmm. I can walk into any store and pick out the most expensive item. Yeah, I can do that too. That will be the one that I want and I will look at it and immediately not be able to afford it. The mm -hmm. second gift I have, <laughs> right, is picking the thing in the store that somebody's already bought and say that will be perfect in my family room and I go over there and their name's written on it. Mm -hmm. Sold in their name. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, 
<laughs> it is a talent that I possess. I can rarely find <laughs> something that is not the most thing, expensive thing in the store or already purchased. You've already been purchased. His name's on you. Mm-hmm. That's what this means. He's already paid. He, the Holy Spirit is the down payment so that he you know he's already paid. It. Sealed means nobody else can, t- can claim this. This belongs to me. God has put his seal on you if you are a believer. If you've surrendered your life to him, and you know Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You've accepted him as your Savior, acknowledged God's plan and his sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You've been sealed. Nobody else can claim it. <laughs> You're off the market, mm-hmm. right? Satan can try his best. But he says, cannot have you. This is the earnest, or this is the down payment, or this is the... It's even more than a down it's payment. Like it is like a layaway plan. Or, it's not even that, right because way. you're already know. seated with Jesus yep. in heavenly places. This so it's the, more than that. I paid for it. I just got to pick it up. And this is your right? way to know that, maybe. I'm going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. This is mine. Mm-hmm. And my yep. name's on it. Yep. 13 and 14 right? are really good You've verses. got Christ's name on you. Kate said if that's enough. Oh, Kate says she said we're, oh, out of we're time. almost out of time. Okay. We are out of time. All right. Well, we will pick up. We'll we'll introduce next time with starting at chap at verse fifteen of chapter one. But we'll go into chapter two. Before we leave, mm-hmm. we've said a lot of things and we've laughed. We I've sure laughed have. a little bit about <clears throat> the leopard thing because I am old and I do like leopard spots. I don't now, know why leopard came to mind. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> enough about the leopard. Yeah, um, it's okay. So here we are. Who are we in Christ, right? That's an important question. For an older Christian, someone who's been in church a long time, it's time to get back to that first love. Don't forget what God has promised us and what because he has Because you as can, us. even if you... Even if you've been born again, even if you you know you love Jesus Christ, you can get to the point you're just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Because you've stopped believing what he said. And Don't or, be mad at me, but that is what or, you've done. You've you're stopped not believing even it. reading what he said. You just think you already know all that. You don't and need you've it stopped anymore. thinking about what it really is. It's mm-hmm. become old and tired. Mm-hmm. It's and, become and what I'm somebody s- else told you instead of what you know. And that's the worst thing. I mean, even though we do this, we don't ever just say what we said. Go look it up. Read it yourself. Mm-hmm. Go find it. Let God talk to you through his word. How do we do this? How does that apply to a young Christian? A new Christian, a baby Christian. So All I wanted to say was a funny line about offering you a bowl of milk. So I wasn't thinking. <laughs> now I have to think about a young Christian. <sighs> I am wearing leopard stuff. I know, next it's week. okay. <laughs> to the young Christian, how does being God already knows you? He formed you for a purpose. He has intentionality about you. He's watched over you since you were born. And now you've become a Christian. You've come to him and accepted him. This is the greatest adventure that exists on in the universe is getting to know God. And God already knew you, but you getting to know him. Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody else bully you about what that means. And know or talk you, you out of what that Christ. means or tell you to calm down. No, don't get calm. Stay enthralled. Bless God by believing what He said. Bless the Father by actually saying, "Yeah, I believe that." And know who and you I trust are you in Christ. That. Know who mm-hmm. you are in Christ. All right. Thank you for joining us. We will be back hopefully next week, and we'll get into chapter two of the book of Ephesians, believing what it says.